0: Welcome to Re Review, where we watch movies from our past with a perspective from today. Your hosts are Matt, Bobby, and Austin, and we have an immense love for the films of our youth, so we're taking a look back to see if they still hold up. On this episode, we are discussing Fallen, so released in nineteen ninety-eight, directed by Gregory Hoblet, stars Denzel Washington, John Goodman, and Donald Sutherland. This movie tells a story of a homicide detective dealing with a copycat killer. Now, this is a fair warning. We're spoiling a 23-year-old movie, so if you haven't seen it, we will be revealing key plot points. This is Matt's choice, so he'll open up our discussion.
1: This movie is kind of a movie that like, I'm pretty sure I didn't watch in theaters. Um, it definitely flew under the radar for me when it first came out. Um, I might have watched it on TV. This It kind of seems like a TNT movie to me. Like, It definitely was something I watched on TV first, and then um, I went back and watched it on DVD. Um, I guess in my mind, when I when I when I first saw it the first time, it kind of seemed like it was a movie like similar to Seven, in a way, like it kind of had a mystery thing. But rewatching it all these years later, it's been at least whew, twenty years since I've watched this movie. Maybe even a little bit less. But um, it does didn't really have that vibe to it. it. Didn't have like that dark detective vibe. And I don't know if it's because we already know what's going on. Like it wasn't like a secret for us as the audience. We kind of already saw it ahead of time. What was going to be happening? Like there was the supernatural aspect that, um, you know, you might not have known about if you hadn't seen it before, but as far as like who was doing it and everything else you kind of already know. Um, so it didn't have that mystery aspect to it um, that I thought I remembered. Um, I did kind of enjoy watching prime Denzel Like during these, this time period of the nineties is really when you got that, you know, that Denzel era where you got a bunch of these movies where he's playing cops and, you know, it was very much all about Denzel. And, uh, for better or worse, I can't really say that there was a character in there. It was just Denzel, which is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. Denzel is a great actor, but it's very much Denzel. Don't we say that about a lot of his roles? Maybe just a little bit. Yeah. I, and that's the thing, right? Like, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because that does happen for a lot of actors, actors who kind of find their, you know, their, their click or whatever, um, their niche. um, They just run with it. I mean, I'm, I can't think of a single role, role where Christopher Walken wasn't Christopher Walken. Right. Especially as he got older, he just is like, well, this is, this is my thing. This is, you know, what I'm doing from now on. And I think it's fine as long as they do a good job at it. It's perfectly fine. you, you, take the character inside the movie kind of sculpted around that you, you place that actor. That's you look at that script and you're like, this is a Denzel movie. Um, and to be fair, there is a lot of other great actors in this movie. Um, obviously, you know, we have the standouts with, you know, uh, John Goodman. Um, I kind of felt like maybe they should have used him a little bit more. I would have liked kind of more of a buddy cop between the two, um, Donald Sutherland. And, you know, you just had this really great cast. Um, but obviously this is the Denzel show through and through. Um, and I, I actually do kind of enjoy watching it after a while. Um, I guess before I get too deep into it, uh, I don't know, Bobby, what did you think? Yeah,
2: No, I absolutely, I absolutely agree. You know, King Kong's got nothing on him. Denzel is very good. Um, and I mean, he's very likable and very watchable. And, and I think that adds a lot to this movie. This movie does have a really interesting concept and premise about um, possession and that kind of stuff and particularly what's interesting about this movie is that it's got the transferring possession which I don't recall having seen that before like generally in like a movie like The Exorcist or whatever it's like just one person that's possessed and you know that's basically it but um, but I, I, I do think that the whole transferring thing was very interesting where it was how like the villain was kind of omnipresent, which I want to say was helped, but it, in a way to me it all, also kind of hindered the story for me. Like I think one of the interesting things is that we're so used to seeing like, oh, here's the particular here's the here's the villain, like here's Darth Vader, here's Hannibal Lecter, here's this and that, you know. And I, I, I think that what was really interesting is that it started off with a real bang. Like there was um Elias Cotius who I thought did a really really great job and he was a really great actor and then it, you know it turned out to be like just a, a heartbreaking kind of thing where like okay like Elias Cotius wasn't really the uh it was kind of like maybe a metaphor for meta for like mental illness or something like he, he really wasn't like the 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 entity who was the villain it was like something else that had possessed him and you know, going back to how they transferred from one person to the other person, I thought that was really interesting. And then even the cinematography behind it where they had like a um, like a flying, like, you know, cat eye, fish eye, kind of like yellowed camera, like demon cam point of view kind of
1: thing. It was a very uh, like demon MTV Game. is like a very MTV music video that you would see in the 90s. You'd see effects like that where they do very. they would go kind of out there. Yeah, like, it looked like
2: they, they put like a distort filter on it, or like it, I don't know if it was shot in like maybe it was like a a sixteen millimeter camera, something smaller that they can move easier. Like it did, it did have like a, a entirely different look of like obviously intentionally. The transferring, I think, what was very interesting. How basically like you didn't have one main main villain, but I mean like it it is kind of frightening having having like all sorts of different villains. And then it, it plays into all sorts of other different issues. Like, okay, like he can go into another person and then, you know, like cause all sorts of issues. But I mean, I, I do think that it was kind of like a fresh take on the possession idea.
0: Was there something before this film? Well, you mentioned the exorcist, but I guess you're, right. I can't think of anything else that approached it in this manner where if for a moment, I was sort of thinking, you know, like biblical references, was this the the demon legion, uh, especially when it was transferring to multiple. I was like, oh, maybe there's more than one. I thought that that's what was happening at some point. And I know we were in the dark about what was happening initially. you you get that overhead shot when uh, when they initially execute the the Elias is his name? Uh, uh,
2: Azazel is the name of the demon.
0: Azazel is the name of the demon, and they they execute the human who he was possessing, and you you have that moment when he shakes, uh, you know, Denzel's character's hand, and he's essentially trying to possess him, and he can't, and... You know you're sitting there like, "Well, what's really happening right now and And I think at that point, I wasn't fully clued in in terms of that transferring that was happening, and when they get out of the body, and the next thing you know, you kind of see it enter someone else, and you know something's up at that point, so you start getting clued in before he as a character gets clued into what's happening and I, I think as you go through it, I found myself in that place where I was definitely rooting for his success. Um, to, to figure out what was happening, you know, with, with the character, what was happening, because as a homicide detective, the idea for this John Hobbs character is essentially solving the mystery. And I was here for, yeah, let's solve this mystery. I watched Scooby-Doo. <laughs> this is a possession thing. <laughs> this, he this can is, figure this out. This
1: would be a very extreme episode for the Scooby gang to solve.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't it be perfect? <laughs> um, so I'm thinking th- there won't be a path and he's going to go along the discovery process, which he does to try and figure it out. In fact, the discovery process almost came a little bit too easy and his acceptance of it, I would argue, was a little bit too easy because he should have been like, oh, hell no, I'm out of here, son. But
1: do, do you think that's actually – I I found it was actually kind of the opposite um, that happened is he literally saw the the transference happen in front of him. And uh, I can't remember what her name was, but the daughter of, of the former cop that killed uh, himself that had uh, dealt with uh, Reese or Azel or whatever at the time, whoever it was. Um, and even then, he still wouldn't believe it. It seemed like it took him a while to actually, maybe it was just the, the theological aspect that he had a hard time. I did, like I was like, do you think everyone's playing a joke on you? Like everyone just knows the song and then just has a script that they're playing with. Or? Well,
0: I guess maybe for me it was because the next thing I know, he was like yelling Aramaic at it. yeah, there was, that. And, and I was, I was like, wait, what just happened? Like all of a sudden, you've been practicing your t- dead tongues. Like what just? You read a book and you knew how to do this? Huh. This is kind of wild. So there, there was like a moment of acceptance that I almost felt came sooner, which was. I guess that tie between being told, Hey, you need to drop this because this is serious business to like, Oh, I'm actually all in on this, this, this serious business that's happening. So there's an element of, I, I was, I was really truly rooting for it and i know we'll get to this part later so i'm not going down that road i definitely thought it was interesting that there was that theme for the stones time is on my side because you're essentially dealing with an entity that has been existing in time memoriam and obviously causing chaos amongst multiple generations of human beings therefore um things kind of have been people have been trying to deal with this but interestingly enough this was you know was tied around a character who was supposed to essentially be the savior in a way because you had the the daughter of the police officer who said, there is a group of us who have been waiting for this day. Like, can I get the side story about that group? Are they, are they on a Reddit board where they've been like posting to each other? Except this is the 90s. So this is like a, it's so a messenger like a, chat, a, group. a, BB, a <laughs> BBS board or, or something like that, where they're just yeah, like, sites. Yeah, let's let's watch out for the demon spawn and and work together for all this. It, there was I think there was some more on the back end that I don't know that him as a character by himself the John Hobbs character even though positioned to be the thing that was going to save everybody it still didn't happen because maybe there was a group effort that was needed or maybe you know I I know the story ended up going down a path and we ended up learning very early on that animal possession was a thing which I felt messed everything up but
1: surprise it, yeah
0: yeah it, it kind
1: of it they started off that way they they started off with the the end of the movie at the beginning
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it was like the time i died or, or almost died and um as soon as they show you know the the cat possession in the middle of the movie like oh, okay well it's not limited mm-hmm. to humans and so like when you kind of figure mm-hmm. out what the plan is it's you already know that it's it's going to go sideways like, i guess they're hoping you had forgotten at that point i guess was the expectation but when i saw
0: that my immediate thought was oh this is it like it's what it is okay so mm-hmm. answer me this did we did we learn why he couldn't possess denzel
1: uh i can't remember what her name is oh, sorry uh, john Hobbs. uh she had made mention of it, but I, I have a hard time remembering what it was. And it bugged me because it was almost implied that, I don't know, maybe he had some sort of like special trait or something that made it impossible.
2: And yeah. in, in my mind, I'm thinking it's like the force, right? You can't mind trick that you could only do a mind trick to the weak minded, right? Like, yeah, I was like, I was trying to think the exact same thing myself.
0: So that logic applies until it was like demonizing the whole street around him. And I was like, wait a second. So. And so he is again, coming back to the idea of him being the chosen that could solve this issue. I was like, what really is making him special here? Like I was waiting for his divine right to come on from on high. They probably should have shown light on him with like
1: a dove flowing over. And I would've been like, Oh yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> I don't mean, maybe, maybe I, I, you know, and I'm sure there's probably an exact reason and somebody's probably shouting at us right now. No
0: 100%. actual reason or whatever. But
1: <laughs> I guess maybe the initial is, um, maybe just cause he didn't believe in that aspect, maybe because he didn't believe in potentially like he, he claimed he was religious or whatever, but he clearly didn't jump on board um, right away, even though he saw something extraordinary happen in front of him. So maybe his lack cause he did get possessed at the end. Um, now it was the, the stronger form of this. I know we're going straight to the end now, but you know, it was a stronger form where he had to die or the body had to die and then he was able to take, take him over. Um, but it's not like he was impossible to reach.
0: Um, mm.
1: and like you said, he, he went through how many people, especially during the chase scene when he, when he was chasing the daughter. I mean, you're telling me all of them were weak willed every single person. And you know, what happens when like, what happens when he touches somebody who's strong? Like, does he get a bounce back or, you know, I kind of feel like it was just plot armor more than anything else. To be honest, they didn't really go in depth and maybe they didn't need to, but it, it did bug me a little bit while I was watching it. I will say though, that um, I do appreciate the one thing I appreciated the most about this movie from beginning to end. And I can't say it was a hundred percent on point the entire time, but um, I did appreciate that there were rules to not only the possession, but how you could potentially kill him that they established we can only go so far, you know, and all this other stuff, whatever to kind of set up, you know, I don't I'm pretty sure that most of the the rules that they're, you know, breaking out was just complete BS or whatever. It sounded like it might be legit from, you know, some theological source or whatever. But mm-hmm. I did appreciate the fact that, you know, it wasn't completely omnipotent. You know, what it you know, it yeah. kind of felt like at least there was a fighting chance um against them or against him um so i did i did like that fact it it helped the story i think get to at For, least
0: where was it any point where you i guess when it, was i supposed to be afraid in this film
1: like was it supposed to be a scary movie or
0: yeah like I think there was a, there was a point as we as we talked to getting closer to the ending where it was just kind of like well I see the things that are happening and again with the cap position I was like okay this is a path that it's going and you know the idea of demons and movies usually is along the line of like instilling fear or especially psychological fear and I just maybe didn't feel it as
1: much in this one. It, the the funny thing about it is is again I kind of at the beginning I said that when I first watched it in in my mind. I linked it to, uh, to seven, you know, that, that very detective esque story or whatever, and it had horror elements in it. There's um, a part of this that I think that potentially could have, but the, the murder aspect of it was very, I mean, the fact that he used a syringe um, and drugs rather than, you know, guns, knives, whatever, obviously he would kill people, you know, via that means, but his preferred method was to stick someone with a needle, inject them and then, Arrange their cereal bowls, um, so there, there it was missing the elements that you would see in you know a typical you know detective movie like Seven or Saw or something like that where like you could have horror esque elements that could make it you know a little bit scarier. But I guess it was more for the psychological aspect. Like if psychologically, I guess it could be scary just the aspect that you could be taken over via touch. Especially the last shot that that was kind of the thing that kind of got me into it, is the idea of seeing just this crowd. And it was kind of like, you know, I think I even mm. thought when we were watching, it's like the idea of the matrix with the agents, right? Where you you could just, you, you could be somebody's mom and all of a sudden, like you're taken over by Smith, you know, same thing with this. You could just be walking down the street. Next thing you know, you know, you get touched and now you're possessed and don't even know it. That was the thing is like, you had no memories of it and your life could get ruined. You could murder someone. You could, you know, any number of things could happen during the possession. But I don't think that they were ever really going for it actual scary scary i don't think i think i just heard that this movie inspired the matrix (laughs) that's exactly what this was 98 (laughs) so there's one year there's there's one year i kid i kid well it, it is very
2: like zombie body snatchers kind of idea like that but i i felt the same thing it was it was more like just the idea of it is scary but like it wasn't like oh i'm sitting here scared you know like but the idea of it is, is very interesting. Like, and you'd think it's scary, but it's not like outright, like, Oh, like jump
1: scare kind of situation. And I did to be fair. And it was a thought that I had, especially as I was watching it, had they made this movie slightly differently? Like they, they focused on a very specific aspect of the story. Maybe if the story had shifted pre him getting caught the first time, and it was, it was purely a detective story. And the, you know, I do get it. Like it would eliminate the whole aspect of the demon and everything else or whatever, but it would make it more focused on the, the mystery of the detective. Cause I mean, he had to actually catch him, um, which begs the question how he caught him in the first place and how this guy never transferred out of like, he just stayed. He was just like, I don't, I don't know where this was supposed to be taking place, but if it, it couldn't have been California, cause he would have been on death row for like 30 years. so he definitely was there for 30 years for his death penalty um i do find it thank you
0: thank you for pointing out that hole what in the hell (laughs) he was just just chilling there i don't even i don't even understand it because you're right he could have switched at any point and well i would have just been like why am i in jail
2: (laughs) well i think part of it was like just ruining and destroying lives right he wanted to destroy reese's life so like complete it to because i don't think it was only about hobbes i think it was about just destroying life in general right like he got this guy reese completely like turned him into a psychopath murderer and then followed it through all the way to the very end and not like leave him and then all of a sudden reese is like the actual reese is like hey well i I don't know what the dude was like before maybe he was a psychopath killer before and then the azazel is just like oh yeah let me just inhabit this already killer but if it's just like a normal dude and then he wakes up and is like hey wait a minute where am i why am i like
1: why am i in jail what's happening here then and- that borderline sounds like a much more interesting movie to be honest mm-hmm. like I, I would i almost like to see mm-hmm. uh, Lysa's character be the main character and it focuses on that but just talking about it i it's another plot hole i i get it he he was wanting to you know mess With John Hobbs or whatever as a character or whatever, but they established that, okay, he couldn't transfer by touch, but he could transfer after his body's death. Why didn't he transfer after his body's death in the execution? Why did he jump into guard dude instead? Mm -hmm. He could have Mm -hmm. totally just gotten to John Hobbs right then and there, movie over. Well, I I got the impression that he couldn't. He couldn't from touch or from. So what changed? (laughs) Yeah. Again, was it just the movie? The movie had to happen. Yeah, story yeah, totally yeah. seems like. Uh, see, I didn't see. Happen. I gave him credit for following rules, and they already broke it. Damn it!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was super, super broke. I mean, it's probably the whole point of time is on my side. If you want to go like you were describing, Bobby, this was about him doing the long game to mess with. Sounds like police officers over generations, but right. yeah, we just totally ruined it. So let's go to the ending. Let's let's talk about. I think where I hit my biggest frustration point because we're. Walking along this path of the John, Hob- John Hobbs character being what I'm looking at is the salvation, the thing that's going to fix the scenario. He puts devises a plot to carry through the the ultimate way of of eliminating, you know, this demon who can't survive because it's what is it five breaths or one breath, which yeah, it was, is like it was five breath, yeah, five parsecs, some kind of distance. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> a cubit, a cubit, a cubit. That's what it was. Um, and and so I was like, okay, this is this is all going to work out. And then I remember again at the beginning, or sorry, the middle when we saw the the original cat possession, and they alluded to that cat the first time he went to the cabin. I was just like, oh man, don't do this to me. Like, the, it, you know, I'm not always clamoring for movies to have a happy ending. I actually am a big fan of movies that tend to tighter realistic stuff and show the pain that human life can go through. This is not one of those. This was dealing with some demon shit. So for me, (laughs) I really wanted it to end like, oh, he's sacrificing himself to make sure that this has a, it's closed. There's no, no way that this is going to continue. And then it doesn't. And I just kind of went, I'm kind of tired. (laughs) just i'm just kind of tired because we went through this whole entire process watched him toil on screen for two hours to just know that nothing changed absolutely nothing changed except for that
1: he died W- would it make you feel better if, you know, at the very end, like there's an end credit scene where we see the cat get hit by a truck or something?
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> something is, it would maybe just be in the truck driver.
1: No, no, it goes so fast. It takes him a second to get out of the body. and like, <laughs> It's just like, you know, it just cuts back to the the, the voiceover. is like, ah, shit. And it just black. I out. mean, I
0: feel like that was the first thing we said, which was like, wait, there are birds around, right? So... <laughs>
1: Yeah. And that was, that, I think I had brought that up. It was like him not knowing that one thing that he could, he could go into animals or whatever kind of ruined the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it wasn't even really his plan. It was the other dude's plan that he just kind of copied. Um, And to be honest, like uh, my whole thought was you didn't have to really go that far. He could have just taste dude, knocked him out. And like, listen, no one touched this guy. We're going to put, we're at least let him rot in jail for the next 30, 40 years. And mm-hmm. we'll just, we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> we'll, See, put him, that, we'll, we'll drop him off in the middle of Sahara desert or something. Yeah. That's that's one of the
2: other int- really interesting things about this movie is that like, basically like you have the supernatural and the legal system and the two, like, just don't mesh. Right. Like, so basically like if Hobbes were to s- say to Donald Sutherland or anybody else and say, oh, like it's demon possession. This is what we're worrying. Like everybody's like, dude, you're crazy. Right. It's pretty interesting because like his problem is like, he has to find a very roundabout way to fix it. And so like, I think that's why he's like doing the cabin thing. He's like, oh, I have to fix this because like, if I say, oh, this is like a demon possession story here. Like everybody Mm -hmm. thinks he's crazy. Right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't fit. And like, and Donald Sutherland's like, there's something else. Like I could tell it like something you're hiding. And he's like, no, like I can't even tell this guy, you know, even though I have a rapport with him because I'm about to go to, you know, like the psychiatric evaluation.
1: Again, though, he could have just tased John Goodman, threw him in the trunk and went from there. I don't know why he went straight to kill myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, it, it created the dramatic element of the movie. So I get it. It was for storytelling purposes, but I did feel that it was when I first watched it, I thought it was clever watching it again. Not so much. It um, doesn't
0: feel clever.
2: I mean, yeah. I think that, I think that it's, it's an interesting idea and it's got some positive points to it. I mean, I think if you really want to, you can pull, poke holes in it, but I think, I think the the basis of a very interesting story is there,
1: but did they
0: execute? Well,
1: are you talking about just the ending or the movie as a whole? I think the the movie movie as movie as as a whole. Yeah. Um, I think that they did, but I think the biggest weakness in this movie, my thought on the biggest weakness is the fact that they started off the movie with, um, Elias the actor and he was so good yeah he was that we we lost the antagonist it it didn't have the same sort of oomph to it and Without so we you know we didn't really have that you know that character looming over like i i like the fact that it could be anyone but at the same time and don't get me wrong all the actors or whatever did a decent job in mimicking you know uh the way that he spoke and everything else but it did kind of lose it in that aspect. I, it was a good concept. They just, I wish that they would have just had Reese for the majority of it. At least
2: Yeah, a a really interesting movie would have been like, if they would have backed the entire timeline of the entire thing up a little bit, you know, there was that whole thing with the documentary and like, Oh, like them going back and forth with Reese. And so they did say like, Oh, there's this big history with them. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, okay, there's a movie in there almost.
0: Okay, so we want a prequel. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Well, you talking? We want a prequel that's actually found footage. It's during the documentary. It follows those guys. There
0: we go. Fallen Blair Witch. Blair Blair Witch Fallen. <laughs> but like, see, see,
1: the,
2: the the trick is though. At that point, he didn't understand any of the whole like demon possession point until like afterwards, right? So it's just like your basic like cat and mouse, detective, criminal, psycho killer kind of
0: thing. Which it's not fallen then yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's the thing. That's
1: the, maybe it's a mixture of the two. Maybe, 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 maybe you have it start off with him trying to hunt this guy or whatever. And then in, you know, going into your second act before, maybe that's the reveal the twist. Mm -hmm. is oh he can actually transfer bodies and that gives you more time with Elias as the antagonist and then you maybe that maybe he doesn't switch as many bodies maybe he just goes into John Goodman or something and that's you you get a strong acting performance from Elias and then you go to John Goodman a strong performance there and then you can finish off a similar way just if you want to do the cat do the cat whatever
0: That that way you're right actually that will be good so okay so here we are it's time to do the question we always ask at the end. So, Bobby, what are you telling people? Or should they watch this movie today? I mean, so I usually say
2: yes. I mean, I'd say maybe. I mean, it's a it's a cop out answer, you know. Like, I I think I think it's interesting with 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 Denzel Washington. I think he's good. He's interesting to watch. I think watching most of his filmography is worthwhile. But I th- I think there's some very interesting. Like, if you're looking for the the spiritual psychological drama. I think there's other movies like, like the exorcism of Emily Rose or prisoners
1: that are much more engaging. Matt. Yeah. I, I usually do my cop out where I tell people if they happen to catch it on TV to watch it, I think that there's, you know, better Denzel movies out there that you could watch. Um, and if you want something in the same vein with, uh you know, this detective noir story trying to track, you know, a mysterious killer down, just watch seven.
0: Yeah. I'm not afraid to say it just pass, just pass. You heard all of it. We talked about it. You actually actually go watch the trailer because if you watch the trailer, you will learn everything that we discussed in this film.
1: I'm shocked. The cat wasn't in the trailer. Actually. Yes.
0: So there's a cat. It gets possessed and it ruins the entire movie. So as always, thank you so much for listening. And remember, Without pizza and other fine
1: Italian foods, there would be no happiness.